Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 45. I'm here today as Benjamin Yoder, as always, here to talk to you today. I have good news. As of you're hearing this, and really as of right now, because it's like freaking almost midnight on Sunday and I needed to do this podcast, <laughs> um, the cutting room floor page for Final Fantasy XI is up. Assuming it doesn't get removed for some reason, <laughs> I did pretty much of it, all of it on my own, and it's my first time working with the cutting room floor, so there's a chance maybe if something was bad about what I did, they'll they'll remove it all. But as of as of me talking right now, it's still there. <laughs> um, and just kind of a, a quick heads up of what kind of content's there right now. So I ended up removing some stuff that was originally going to be in the post. Um, the reason for that is I wanted to focus on things that I had um, visual, um, visual, visuals for, really, just like screenshots of things, uh, be able to sit there and post, like, here's a texture, here's here's this object, things like that. Um, the one exception is I did leave in a map um, that I cannot load right now. It's right after the Selfiener map. Oh, that is a snowfield. I did leave in the 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 things I've taken notice of when looking at the data for that map, mainly because it it paints it pretty clearly as a snow-based area. Um, and then more importantly, I think, um, it shows that there looks like there's a reference to the monorail there. And I've mentioned this on a previous podcast before. Um, I can't, like I said, I can't load the area, so I'm literally just looking at the the hex data, and then whatever's coming through on clear text, most of it is not in clear text. So I'm just kind of looking at what I can in that file, and um, and uh, and I referenced it in a small bit on that cutting room floor article. Again, no visuals for that bit. There's probably at least, I'd say maybe 10, 10 or so um, data files, if not closer to 20, um, that of note that um that I've I've done some some looking at but very little and just kind of skimmed over and noted that they're like these are these are files of interest but I haven't really gone over them entirely and some of them have a lot less data some of them might be as I think one in particular the only thing I could pull from it really is that it says DUNG in the header um the only reason I think it might be a dungeon is because the following file is also uh, DUN and it lists out a bunch of boss data um, or not a, lo- a bunch of boss data it has three mentions of some sort of boss data I don't know what kind of boss data it's referencing it just says boss underscore one two or three <laughs> anyways so so a lot of that tech stuff I, I took out of the the article for now until I found a better way to organize it um, and and um, you know I, I want that stuff to be there because I want someone smarter than me to be able to look at that and then try to actually dig out some stuff out of those files but um, for now I just focused on on the stuff that I can say for certain is there um, there's a couple of unused uh, uh, there's one additional unused room most of it hasn't I can't load and there's a couple of interiors and a couple other things here and there so so go to that page the cutting room floor page I'll link it this time I had someone complain in another video that I didn't link anything in my in my comments so I'll link the cutting room floor page this time um, if you're hoping for another big thing like Selfiener I mean again that's been out news for you know the last 11 or has been you know known since the last 11 years but there's nothing nearly as elaborate as that 
So, so yeah, there's the, the cutting room floor update. <laughs> um, I hope to add some more stuff. I definitely know there's some animation files I want to kind of take a look at um, because they look like they might be animation tests, but I'm not really sure. Um, I got to kind of cross compare it with some other data and figure out exactly what's going on there. Um, speaking of some unused content, um, in my free time this weekend, um, I... And really my free time every weekend, but like this weekend I played some PUBG. Um and I think it maybe more is a little more um or you know, player unknowns players unknown player unknown player unknowns battlegrounds <laughs> um words. Um I think I think I I kinda wanna talk a little bit about it, not too much. Um, because um they added that eight player uh mode, basically, and 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 I tr- I tried it out and it was kind of a so basically what it is is that you have you have eight eight players in one squad so eight players in one squad still a hundred players on a map I assume hundred players or as close as you can get hundred players I'm not gonna sit here and try to do the math right now <laughs> but it's eight players per squad and they all um they all drop together but uh the problem is is that you can't really get well a good luck getting eight people together to do a whole squad and if you can it sounds like you can't like choose who you queue up with so I think you still make squads of four and then you have to queue up with another random squad of four and I'm finding that the amount of communication that a game like player known battleground needs and a lot of the amount of like co-op the cooperative nature of it as a whole um I think the the number of players really puts puts the players at a disadvantage if they can't coordinate and when you have eight people and you're trying to coordinate all of them like it's 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 very difficult. You need a very clear leader, I feel like, and I don't feel like eight and eight players. You you have a generally <laughs> a generally agreed upon leader for the whole group, and um and yeah, it's kind of a mess. And kind of speaking of unused or not unused content, but removed content, is that uh one thing I'd hope they bring back is the weather effects. I I I as far as I know, the weather effects were removed due to lag reasons. Um like the fog and rain and stuff uh but i've been missing them since they've been gone because there's it adds some variety to maps you already know it's it gives a different feeling to the maps like when you're playing a fog map everything's very very confined in a lot of ways it, everything feels a lot a lot a lot closer <laughs> in a lot of ways that in a like i know what they're trying to do right now is like make a small map that makes all these combat and en- encounters get closer and closer what i like about fog is that you kind of have a space that you're in that you're kind of safe. Not entirely, obviously. People can see you, but it's very difficult for people to spot um, spot your group. And you have like a, a space that you're kind of safe in as you move around. It's like a bubble. It's almost like you're in a little bubble until someone intrudes in that bubble. You're not really going to have any issues. And it makes you like think about like how the players perceive your characters a lot more. Like when you when you're running around in PUBG. A lot of times it's just like you're a black dot that's moving around on the map that everyone can see if they have a good enough eye. But with fog, it's like the you kind of blend into the shadow of other things. So unless you're like standing on top of a hill and moving around, uh, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of invisible until someone gets close enough. Um, and I really miss that variety in terms of just like the, the first map. And I would love to see it on the second map. They didn't add anything weather-wise to the second map, so... That's my little my little PUBG rant thing there, and 
this is a lot of and I have a lot of things I want to talk about so I'm trying to just like hitting these things like bit by bit by bit I don't know if we're gonna have time for um for uh we might have time for a fortune cookie I don't know we'll see anyways so yeah PUBG I'm still enjoying it I'm still having a good time with it I'm almost at like 300 hours or something like that um it is kind of interesting to see like how the wor whole world has has focused on Fortnite um but uh i don't know maybe i'll try fortnite someday i'm not super interested in it i'm not sure why i've, ta I've taken a look at it and i'm like eh, eh maybe maybe someday who knows we'll find out I, th I think i feel like i have like one battle royale game is enough in my life and if i'm gonna do something that's you know not playing PUBG in terms of that i'll probably just move on to something else completely um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still, I'm still kind of uncertain about where shooters fit in my life. If it's going to be a constant thing, because really thinking about it, I've, I've had kind of a consistent shooter for the last like year and a half, two years now, maybe there's definitely a little bit of a gap, but, um, it's interesting because it's, it's, it takes up a lot of time and, um, and I'm not really sure, um, if it should, if I should give it that much time. Um, eh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, also, if this was like a, if this was a normal podcast, I would say, probably say this is the episode, but I was wanted to talk about that cutting room floor stuff. Cause I don't know. I, I, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm being too self, uh, too self analytical. Maybe that's not the word for it, but, uh, I feel like with the cutting room floor stuff, it's like people are probably looking, the people who are looking for that probably just want to hear that info and then just go. I don't think they have much interest in my other things that I talk about but who knows maybe you are if you're here if you're here because of Final Fantasy 11 stuff like hi how's it going um my 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 content output's a little weird right now but I'm figuring it out it's it's yeah I'm figuring it out <laughs> I got a lot of things in my play I literally was talking about with um literally just talking about like trying to reorganize the blog because I have a lot of different types of content I'm putting out now between streams, podcasts, and then trying to still do articles and videos. <laughs> um, and I need to reorganize my blog. And when I'm doing that, I need to kind of try to find other ways to kind of optimize my blog um, outside of just like, you know, search engine stuff, but just like, you know, hey, it'd be nice if I could have a post that kind of just stuck at the top of the page and didn't get pushed off by my 30 billion podcasts that happen every week. Well, one podcast a week, but you know, sometimes I get to the point where I can't post any articles or videos for a month or something. Um, just because I've been busy doing like, say the cutting room floor stuff. Um, and I would like to have my latest article just kind of sitting on top, even if it's not new. Um, but yeah, we'll see blog stuff. Um, Anyways, I got really off track there. We let's just say right now we wear VC games. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this today, Monday, the twenty sixth, I think you can't um, you can't load any more money on the we wear we wear or VC or the we, the we shop channel. You can't load any more money on the we shop channel. I've talked about this plenty of times before, but hey, welcome to the end of a legal era. All these games are probably very accessible <laughs> if you want to pirate, but legally. If you wanted to buy v WiiWare or VC games, unless you have money already loaded on the Wii Shop channel, that that time is that time is over. Congratulations! You, hopefully, you got everything you needed. But I, I did notice, and I I think depending on what what's going on next week, I might go through the things I picked up because I spent a lot of money. Uh, WiiWare and VC are not cheap. <laughs> um, 
if I don't remember if I said earlier, but VC stands for Virtual Console, if you're unfamiliar. But we wear in Virtual Console on the original Wii store. The Wii U shop uh, store is still there, as well as the Virtual Console games on the Wii U. And, and I noticed that a lot of the kind of the Virtual Console games that really mattered uh, definitely made it over to the Wii U shop. And what I, what I say by really mattered is, um, like... I don't want to say, I mean, like, all the Nintendo stuff is obviously there. That's the big thing. Like, Nintendo stuff's always going to end up over there. Um, but a lot of third-party stuff you really wouldn't expect um, to have made it over did make it over, like Euphoria and, um, trying to think off the top of my head, the, some of the stuff to look at. But it was I was surprised by the number of virtual console games that I was looking to see what the availability was outside of the WiiWare or the Wii Shop channel and they were already ported to Wii U so if you had a Wii U you're kind of set in terms of still buying it you know once that Wii U apocalypse comes we'll see what happens then <laughs> the Nintendo Switch still doesn't have virtual console well I say it doesn't have virtual console it doesn't have NES Super Nintendo 64 games that stuff's not coming out so even if it's not called virtual console because who cares um we're, we're not really seeing that stuff come out yet and we'll see. Uh, I think I think Nintendo had said it's, that stuff's going to come with their online service. It's I think launching the later this year. But I don't know. I I really feel like Nintendo hasn't said that much about their online service. So until they have their their Nintendo Direct to to blow all that stuff out, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If that, maybe at E three they'll talk about it because you know they have Smash Brothers. I think confirmed for this year. I had to double check. I think it's twenty eighteen though. Uh, yeah, so we wear MVC. Uh, it's gone. We might talk about all the stuff I picked up next week if it, if depending on what's going on. I'm really not sure what I'm doing next week. I've, I, I pushed, I posted that cutting room floor page and felt pretty good about posting it in terms of like being de stressed. Um, and then, yeah, I've been, I've been busy and I'm just kind of all over the place, unfortunately. So, good times. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Um, and last but not least, I wanted to kind of mention this while, while it was still fresh, because I'm sure by next week I probably won't be talking about it. Uh, God Eater 3 um, had a stream recently, and um, what I think is interesting about God Eater specifically is that the um, focus, and, and, and you've seen this stuff kind of sh- show up in other games now, is that the focus is really on... On maintaining a set of buffs um, that the player player needs to manage this meter. So essentially, what happens in God Eater is, and I've probably talked about this before, where you devour you devour the gods with a like a biting power, and then depending on the type of bite you do, um, you get different buffs. And in the original God Eater, at least, or at least in God Eater Resurrection, I should say, the remake of God Eater, the re re remake of God Eater. <laughs> um, um, each of the, or you can get a total of five buffs, and then when you shoot other players, you get their buffs up to level three. So you basically shoot these little, little bullets at each other to keep people up to level three, and then at that point, you can continue to eat to keep that meter up, even if you're level three, um, until it runs out. And hopefully, you know, obviously you don't want it to run out, but if it does run out, then you have to go get all five of your buffs again, and then have someone give you a level three meter, unless you have some special way to get a level three meter on your own. 
Um, but what I think was kind of interesting with God Eater 3 is that they, they seem to be kind of focusing on um, sharing buffs between all all of the players. So so basically, it seems like you're going to get your own buffs. You're going to do that whole process. And then you're going to share them between your party members. Uh, maybe by like, I think they said it is like within a specific field around you. So I think that adds a lot in terms of, you know, um, making sure your build complements the other players first. I would say in God Eater 1... Uh, it's a lot of, um, I'd say a lot of the, that, that the power up stuff is really focused on you. Um, you, you are focusing on, on what you want to do with your character and it doesn't really matter who you're playing with. Um, and there's definitely builds where you can, you know, focus on other players. If you want somebody to have a gun build and then you want to like, uh, focus on eating gods so you can get more and more of their ammo as bullets. Cause when you eat a god, you get a basically get a bullet every time you eat a god. Or bite a god, I should say. You de- you devour them. You take a bite out of them, and then you get a bullet or multiple bullets depending on the type of bite you do. And you could probably optimize a set that gives you bullets, and then have somebody who has like an optimized gun set, and then they have a bunch of different shot types that could be uh, d- that you could do a ton of damage on, de- depending on the weaknesses of the actual boss uh, that you're fighting. Um, and there, you could do something like that, but I would say it was kind of unconventional if you did do that. So, and it was that very specific case, you know, these very specific cases of, yes, you can share this with another player. Um, so the idea of like being able to share your buffs between the rest of the party as like a core mechanic for, for, I would assume each character. Um, I, I didn't see anything that suggested otherwise, um, is is neat because you start thinking about like what does it mean to have you know two players with two different separate sets of buffs that complement each other and, and i'm sure there'll probably be some restrictions on like certain things not layering properly or like you know there might be some some reasons why you can't layer certain skills on um but but i think that idea is pretty cool um because that, i mean it's very much a group game I, all those monster hunter games uh i think are definitely you should play them with a group, really. I mean, it's not to say you can't. Um, I would say I never want to play Monster Hunter alone, which might be part of why I don't like playing Monster Hunter World, is that I played a good chunk of it alone. Um, good chunk of what I did play it alone. I did not play a ton of Monster Hunter World. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, God Eater 3. I'm excited, I think. I'm I, I'm always more excited for something that's new. So when you, if you were to give me something like choose between playing God of Year Three and Soul Sacrifice, which I have yet to play any Soul Sacrifice games, I'd always choose Soul Sacrifice just because it's the newer or the the more different thing because it's its own own release. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh. I think God Eater is an interesting series. I think Shift is an interesting developer. I think they're probably on the lower tier when it comes to Monster Hunter style games, but they definitely have a unique uh, flair to them. And I will, they they worked on Freedom Wars, so I like Freedom Wars a lot, <laughs> and I'll continue to to keep an eye on them. Uh, I have not been playing their mobile game though. That one I I talked about it months ago at this point. With like the little 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 fairy tale princesses um, that you kind of dropped in, and you like you match the eggplants together, and you get like a, a princess with the eggplants, and then and then depending on how many princesses you lined up, it would dissipate those fruits and stuff um, differently. I'm, I'm blanking on the name for that. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick before the podcast is over. But uh, but yeah, I um. I like I like seeing what other projects they're working on. The game is called Wonder Flash. 
check it out maybe it was in beta when i was playing and i think the last time i booted it it was completely different and they made me start over at the beginning because it was completely different <laughs> so so whatever i said about it beforehand might not apply anymore <laughs> so yeah so yeah i think we're gonna skip the uh the fortune cookie this week let's see what let's 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 be teased at what the fortune cookie would have been. Let's see if it would have been something good. It would have been Kirby and the Amazing Mirror for 3DS. Or sorry, the well, I have it on 3DS, but it's a Nintendo a Game Boy Advance game. I think I got it through the Ambassador program, is what happened um, on the 3DS. So Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Uh, I don't have anything to really say about it. It's a weird Metroidvania thing. I don't like the game very much, but I played it alone. I think it's a multiplayer game. Um, but it's, it's got a, it's got a unique feel if you're like a, it's got a, I mean, it's, it's got, it's basically like a Castlevania kind of style map where you're going around and you can move around, um, this big, you know, interconnected world. And, uh, it's probably one of the more interesting Kirby games thinking about it, uh, at least in terms of the structure. But, um, I don't remember enjoying it very much. I think the biggest problem I had was that, um, Kirby doesn't have like a set, pool of power-ups in that game so you just kind of kind of get the power up and take it wherever so if you needed a specific power-up from a certain area you'd have to take it all the way across all the way across the map and then like not take damage and then not lose the power-up and if you got to the very end of the other side of the map and you lost the power-up you have to go all the way back to the other side of the map to get that power-up again and it drove me crazy at times so i said i wouldn't talk about a fortune cookie but i just i just 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 guess i just did uh amazing mirror Maybe check it out. I don't know. It might be fun to poke around in. I'm not sure what it's available for these days. I mean, the Ambassador program you can't get anymore. Um, I'm sure the game would advance for copies still out there, but I don't know what well, I don't know what the prices of Kirby games are. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. I prefer Kirby Dreamland. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Check it out. I wouldn't mind trying it multiplayer someday. There's a um, <laughs> I'm getting off track here. There's a a and Kirby Superstar. So I guess what I guess okay. Let's roll this back. And in, in Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, what I would like is in Kirby is to have a similar system to this one mode in Kirby Superstar, where when you got abilities, your character would keep them in the background. So like if you lost an ability, it wasn't a big deal. You just put it back on like through a menu or something like that. That's what I feel like Kirby and the Amazing Mirror needed. Um, I forget what mode that is in Superstar, but you know, that's, that's, that's what I would want. I think it's like maybe the Milky Way one. Kirby Superstar is a weird game. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say I don't like it very much, but it's, um, it's not weird. It's like strangely safe. It reminds me a lot of the, how I feel about Simply the Night where it's like, um, um, kind of, it kind of set the foundation for a lot of things. And because it set the foundation for all those things, it's kind of difficult to, to appreciate it after you've played so many Kirby games that came after it. So maybe we'll have a deeper conversation about that. If I ever get Kirby Superstar. In this fortune cookie. That's going to be it for this week. Um, the cutting room floor page. I probably won't do any significant updates for this week. Um, I I definitely need to continue to work on it. <laughs> um, I'll probably try to mention stuff as I as I try to post it. And hopefully I stay interested. Um, this is the first time I've really done anything like this. So it's... Um, it's uh, I'm not sure how long I'll, I'll keep going with it. Uh, Xenoblade content, um, I'm not sure when that's gonna come along. I really need to, I really want to get an actual, like, article or something on the website soon. Hopefully. It will probably be Xenoblade if it is. Um, 
or video, but I mean, it's going to take a lot of time. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm doing for the next week. So, so sorry. <laughs> the stream will be on Thursday. I can say that unless I die or something before then, but, but yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Have a good Monday. If you're listening on the Monday, Monday. I'm stopping this podcast now. Bye.